Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. And the crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Knowledge. Indeed. I am your host, the one, the only, Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the very ever-lovey, loveling, lovely, loverly. Wouldn't it be lovely? I leave you tongue-tied. You do. That's what it is. <laughs> Diane Briarly, And, of course, the amazing... Philip James. Sounds like I should be running around the city in spandex. Jumping from building to building. I thought it sounded like a magician's (laughs) Boing, boing, boing. Engineering the show is always the very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly boring show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgungor.com. Here's how the show works. You can send us a question about anything. Nothing is off limits, hence the warning at the beginning of the show. You get to stay totally anonymous. We never say your name, generally not where you're from. And even then, it's what country you're from. Uh, you're totally anonymous. We then are brutally honest. This is a show that doesn't really take into concern about how you're going to feel about things. We're not big on the whole feelings thing. If you're uber sensitive, do not email us. But if you'd like to know what we think, if uh, you'd like to participate in the program, by all means, send an email. What have we got there today? A uh, recent study says parents should talk to their kids about porn. So as many Americans watch porn, it's been linked to lower self-esteem, smaller brains, and dissatisfaction in monogamous relationships. It's been linked to so many yes. negative things. Yes. The negatives coming from... See, here's the thing. Uh, they never had anything to, to compare it to before. Mm-hmm. When it first came on the scene, porn has been around for a long time, but the kind of porn we have today online, that big wall of smut that comes at everybody mm-hmm. is only new in the last like 18 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to compare it to. Now they are able to start comparing and see what it's doing to people and against other groups and the uh, fallout from it. Everybody in the beginning said, well, it's no big deal. It's not that bad. It's turning out to be very, very, very bad. Very big deal. All right. Recent, re- recent research from Texas Tech University found that parents could strongly mitigate the psychological effects of porn on their children simply by discussing it negatively during a child's adolescence. The study compared young adults' porn viewing habits with their memories of discussing the topic at home and found parents wield considerable power. Researchers asked how frequently respondents viewed porn, how frequently they remember discussing porn at home, and what kinds of messages they remembered parents conveying. Generally, parents who spoke negatively of pornography raised children who thought less favorably of it, viewed it less, and were less emotionally affected by a romantic partner who frequently watched porn. The study found that whether or not a child was caught viewing porn by parents determined how much porn was discussed in the family. So apparently, if you didn't get caught watching it, they must not have discussed it very much, but when you got caught, 
then they talked about it. So yeah. they're saying you need to talk about it anyway. More talk about mm-hmm. it anyway. And oh, what does this tell you? That as I've argued before, parents today are they just stick their head in the sand. Yeah. They are not engaged. They're not talking to their yeah. kids about the negative. First of all, most parents are not aware there are negative. And that's what it says. The whole culture has screamed and said, oh, this is good for your kids. It's healthy for them. Teachers teach it that it's healthy for them in schools. They are lying to them or are deceived and just passing on the deception. Yeah, it says separate research suggests porn is seldom a topic of conversation because parents often born before the internet age are unaware of how much porn their children watch and what kind they watch and what's out there. I mean, people are just clueless if you don't really know what's around. Uh, The recent study offers a simple solution. Which, by the way... Most porn, you parents, is not just a picture of a naked lady. No. <laughs> it's way it's past that. All right. Yeah. It offers a simple solution to the growing problem all parents have to do is talk. The research shows that children listened. Parents are not engaged. and uh, But again, the main reason they're not is everything in our culture for the last however many years mm-hmm. has screamed, there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. it's fine. Everybody does and it. And it's even good for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody does it. And, and in fact, that, that thinking is still in, uh, mm-hmm. very much locked in today. Again, as we've said, the evidence coming in on the negative effects of it are quite stunning. Uh, talk to your kids. Tell them not to get involved in this stuff. It's not good for them. All right, we'll take a break. Be back with your emails right after this. Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. On the Mark Gunner Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, answering your emails. What have we got there? Okay, you're going to be tempted to jump in on this one before I finish reading it. So All right, I'm I will listen. I will listen. To carefully. listen till the very end before you jump in, because I know what you want to do. Okay. She says, My husband and I are born again Christians, been active in our church, and yet, after 26 years of marriage, we're no more than roommates. I walk the walk, he talks the talk. He insists on sleeping on the couch with the TV for five years now. No sex with me for the past year. He has had affairs, burned me with an STD, continues to masturbate to porn, and neglects me. It's really hard for you not to no, jump no, in, No, what would it? make you think nope. I'd want to jump in on that? Exactly. I'd feel offended that you think I have an opinion about any of that. Maybe. He's 66 years old. I'm 56 years old. Right. We've been to Christian counselors throughout our marriage, yet he still won't change. Mm-hmm. I've always held myself accountable to my Lord and Savior and have been as godly a wife as I humanly can be. But I am shut down. I don't know how to keep living with my husband like this. I'm going blind. The disease has already taken a portion of my sight. I'm dependent on him. We have no family, just each other. Mm-hmm. Help. All right. Typically, when you have a man who's unfaithful to you, the biblical out there is divorce. In her case, mm-hmm. she says, I have nobody else but him. Mm-hmm. Well, if you feel you have no other out but him, then uh, he becomes your caretaker. And uh, you're no longer having this husband and wife relationship anyway. If that's what she wants, that's mm-hmm. her choice. So I don't. Here's here's her problem. And with so many Christians in the homes, they they fail to take the teaching of the church and apply it to the home. Because you know he's committing adultery and he's doing all these horrible, terrible things. But I'm her his husband and I her wife and I I should just submit to all. This. No, 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 no. Let me ask you a question, all you people who think like this. 
if your pastor, because the same rules that apply in the church should apply in the home. People should submit to their pastor, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If your pastor is freely committing adultery, stealing money, doing all these terrible things, what would your church do to him? Your church would kick him out. It's the same rule. The same laws apply in the home. Now, if a church decides, no, we don't want to kick him out because he's the only pastor in the world who will spend time with us. Mm -hmm. And we have no one else. Nobody else can even read because we're all ignorant. And the only guy who even knows how to, the only copy of the Bible anybody he owns. Okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to tolerate that unideal situation, not ideal situation, because it's the best we'll ever have. If such a situation existed, I would probably, okay, mm -hmm. that's the call of the church and the elders, and you have to keep tabs on them. And so sometimes in people's personal lives, it's kind of like that in this lady's life. There is no other option. She says, if she's mm -hmm. being truthful, there's nothing else. My guess is everybody says there's nothing else they can do. <laughs> Most women say, I can't leave him. I can't leave him. I can't. I'm miserable. I don't know what to do, but I can't leave him. Well, you know, my guess is she's probably overreacting. But if, in fact, you can't leave him, there's nothing else you can do. Then that's your scenario. I don't know what else you expect me to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a really good analogy, actually. Was it? Mm -hmm. He's brilliant, simply brilliant. On good. occasion, I say something that she approves of. No, it's not about <laughs> approval. I just thought that was good. All right. Okay. Good. Next go. email. She says you address often the issue of doing the right thing regardless of how you feel. Mm -hmm. But once you have taken the step to do the right thing when breaking up with someone that you're dating, what is your advice on how to deal with the pain and the hurt of letting go? You make decisions with your head, but what about the heart and the feelings? Is prayer the only answer? How long does it take for the pain to ease or go away? Well, if you actually let go of it, it won't take all that long. Listen, you heal. We heal. Everybody heals. If you don't heal, there's something really, really wrong. Cancer or something, whatever. But generally speaking, if I were to break your arm today, uh, you'd have a very painful day, and tomorrow would be painful. <laughs> the next few days would mm -hmm. be painful. They'd probably be giving you, you know, really powerful you know, pain pills mm -hmm. and keeping you drugged up for a while and it'll take a while before it finally heals and you might even have to do some physical therapy and it's a lot of effort and people, I don't want to go to therapy. It's not a lot of fun. These people are torture chambers. Have you been through that? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I've been through some of that. It's like, ah, ah, and they just, they keep working it because it's the only way to get you to heal. But if you'll do the work, the time, give it the time, do the work, you'll heal and today I can move my arms uh, without any problem. There was a time where I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But I went through all this real painful stuff. So how long? I don't know. They, even a doctor couldn't tell you how long it would take you to heal. Uh, but you will heal. Don't think, oh, I'm in so much pain, I can't get... Yes, you can. You'll get over it. You'll be fine. You'll heal. It, Again, it varies from person to person. But here's another, here's another reason why these people shouldn't get into these long dating scenarios. Because I use the analogy, okay, so you date a guy for five years, he finally dumps you, and then, uh, you know, maybe you start dating someone else again. In reality, a lot of, they don't even do that for years. It takes them years sometimes to get over these people. Mm -hmm. So let's say it takes you five, five more years, years to, to get, get over, over it. Before you jump into and you started another. at 30, you dated this idiot for five years, you never called him on it, he dumps you, your heart is ripped out of your chest, it takes you five more years to heal, now you're 30. You do it again, now you're 40. You girls are wasting. You're taking your 20s and you just take them and you just rip them up. They think they're not. They think they're just taking, you know, this is normal. It's not normal. What you kids do today is insane. You take your 20s and your 30s and you just 
I'm gonna rip one up. You rip it up. That's why there's so many of you that are single in your late 30s and 40s. Never been married. Pray, oh God, why doesn't God give me my answer to prayer? <laughs> you need to use your brain. It takes time to heal. So in reality, it's not just all of a sudden he'll dump you and then right away you start dating somebody else for five mm -hmm. more years and, and then you go for three or four of these and you're still in your late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. I'll go through some of these people, just two of these experiences. Don't let these guys do this to you. You date him for a year. If he doesn't propose to you at the end of the year, dump him and move on. Two things happen. One, you won't take five years to heal again. Mm -hmm. It'll be a lot easier, especially if you're not having sex with him, which you shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. And you can probably pick up right away again another year and find somebody until you find someone who takes you seriously. Maybe you go through that three, four times. Now you're only 27. Yeah, that's a big deal. If you're having sex with a guy and then he dumps you, that's a lot harder to get over than if you weren't sexually involved. Because sex is an extremely powerful drug. And you oh. girls who struggle and you're not thinking it's because you're having sex with these guys. Stop it. But they're having sex because they date them for so long. Mm -hmm. And you start spending that much time with somebody, eventually somebody's going to want to get naked. It's just mm -hmm. the reality of life. Think this stuff through. Anyway, to answer your question, what will you do? You will heal. You'll be fine. All right, you got another email? Can I just ask you a question about You may that? ask me a question. You may not have an answer, but I'll ask it anyway. I may have an answer. It's not necessarily the right answer. Right. Okay. Okay, so what advice would you have to those people who have such a difficult time getting over situations? Because we've talked about this before, you know, people that we know that, my gosh, they're... they're 87-year-old granny died, you know, 18 years ago, and they're still rehashing it and still so torn up about it. What advice oh, you do you have for people yeah, I, I who don't have just an really, I don't have, you, you know, need it's a like psychologist. they just can't move on? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You know, my friend died, and they're wounded 10 years later. Yeah. My mom died, and I can barely, there's, there's, I've talked to women, they're 40s, 50s. And they can barely breathe yeah. every day because their mom died 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't understand. I, th I would think there's something psychologically wrong with these people. Yeah. This is not the show for that. Go see a psychologist. Yeah. I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> and I don't even play <laughs> one on TV. No, it's don't. just weird. I, yeah. My mom's died. My dad's died. Yeah. People I've known have died. I'm a mover on her. Yeah, I mean, you move on. I, I, I don't, I don't understand is, it either. What is this sucking the life yeah. out of you? I, mean, I remember one time I was at a funeral. And, 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 and you know... <laughs> I don't know if I was, I might have been officiating or maybe I was playing the organ or something mm -hmm. back in the day. I was like, you know, church keyboard player. Well, actually, I still do that. But anyway, uh, we're, so where I'm playing, you know, la, 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 and people are coming up and they are throwing themselves on the, on the casket and they're passing out and howling and crying and stuff because this loved one died. They were in their 90s. Mm -hmm. The guy was like 96 and he dies. And they are like... Beside themselves. Besides themselves. I was like, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not to be... Nah, the worst children. You go to a funeral and there's a little kid in a little tiny casket... I, I think I would, I don't know if I'd ever recover from that. Yeah. That would be, oh, that would take a miracle for me. Things like that, I can see that, that, I, that yeah. takes a but lot longer. But I mean, longer. normal stuff. Yeah. People die. Your parents, yeah. if you get old enough, at some point, they kick the bucket. Yeah. Not for Phil. Because his parents will never die because yeah. we'll be there to torture him mm -hmm. for all of his life. Mm -hmm. uh, but at some point. That's why I'll be crying and passing out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he won't die. Die already. He won't die. Take the Lord. <laughs> We've been praying. God, please get him Take out of him. here. Uh, you know, so I don't know why people act that way. Mm -hmm. It's just bizarre how you can be verklempt and yeah. can't breathe and passing out when you have a 90-some-year-old yeah. granny 
die, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Well, we were really close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. You know, have the funeral, cry, everybody's good. Yeah. And, and you have your moment, and you then you mo- move on. And you move on. I, I, yeah. I don't understand. I can't answer it. I can criticize it, <laughs> as I have done for the last four minutes. But I don't understand it. I have no answer, and I've wasted everyone's time. We'll take a break and be back with more emails right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. We're back on the Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship, answering your emails. What do you got? She says, I have a question about something I haven't heard you address on the show. My husband and I are almost 50, and over the past few years, low testosterone has set in. I keep thinking there must be something wrong with me. Why is my normally full-blooded, groping, affectionate hubs suddenly an uninterested slug? How old is he? Approaching 50, I guess. She said almost 50. Ooh, it's kind of early to be. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it, and he problem. says it's just him getting old and slowing down. I believe him, but I just thought it would be great to hear Mark's perspective and advice about the whole area of low T. It sounds like a low t- testosterone problem. I would go to have him go to the doctor. You're still in your 40s, mm-hmm. and you have a husband who's not interested in sex anymore, there's some, and, and there's nothing outstanding that points to anything else. Very likely a testosterone problem. I would go and uh, check it out. Uh, we're not saying that he does this, but one of the problems with pornography and masturbating is it tends it to lower the yeah. tes- testosterone in men. Mm-hmm. Maybe your husband's into that. I don't know. Again, all of you guys who are into this thing, I'm telling you, you are heading for a problem. This whole porn masturbating thing is so destructive. It is one of the major influences on why men's testosterone levels are dropping so much, and then they become uninterested in all sex anyway. It is... Such a poison that has been given a pass for so long. I'm not saying your husband's been looking at porn. There's other reasons, you know. Apparently People have those physical injections problems. work, the, the low-T injections work well. I mean, there's other things that the doctors can do. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of debate on that. People say that there's uh, you know, a lot the of negative side effects, side effects and, and stuff. So I have friends who do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they swear by it, mm-hmm. uh, but they haven't done it long enough for it to have really bad consequences. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, like the person I'm thinking of was around 70-ish when they started doing it. Okay. Um, if he's in his 50s, that would be some longer term things that they might have to look at and deal with yeah. when you're that young. But yeah, when you're that young, I would guess there's something physically off. Again, I'm not accusing your, mm-hmm. <laughs> your husband of anything. I'm just warning others. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the doctor. Check it out. See, mm-hmm. what's, see what's going wrong. Have mm-hmm. him ask them to check, check his testosterone levels or tell the doctor this is his problem. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm just not interested in sex anymore. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, actually, uh, one of the things that affects a woman's sex drive is also testosterone. Mm-hmm. Women have it in them as well. Uh, there are prescriptions for ways to increase a woman's testosterone. Uh, I had a lady once come into my office who said, you know, I got this problem. I said, what is it? She said, I don't know who to talk to. Said, well, okay, so come to the office. And I said, well, what's wrong? She says, I was, she's, she had to be in her th- late 30s. She said, I had no interest in sex at all. Zero, zilch, nada. So the doctor did some tests and he started giving these uh, testosterone supplement. I might might have been called ester test or something. Like mm-hmm. Estrogen with testosterone. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that's actually a, a drug. But anyway, the idea is there. So she says, I took it, and the first week, nothing. Second week, nothing. Third week, she goes, I felt like a man. 
And she that says, was her problem? She says, I never leave him alone. What do you think of that? And I looked at her and thought, where can I get some of that stuff? <laughs> Maybe you can put it in the water here in Green Bay. You know how they put fluoride in the water? Yeah. Put some of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that is also something that can be in play for a woman. Mm-hmm. So I've always said this. I say this on my conferences all the time. If you're not what you think responding in a what is called a normal sexual way, no interest in that, male or female, you really should talk to your doctor because there's ways uh, to treat and deal with those things. Okay. All right. Uh, guy writing, he says, thanks for your common sense approach to relationships. It's helped me give, uh, give me more confidence and has helped my parents' marriage. I have a simple question. Why does dating have to be so confusing? <laughs> so I did ask him. Because people are what crazy. is confusing to you about dating? He said, it's not the going on a date part that's confusing, but hearing two different ideas on finding a person to date. I hear my parents and some preachers say to wait on God's timing and to pray if the girl I'm wanting to ask out is the one God has for me. No, and- no, 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 no. Let me tell you straight up, that all is bad advice. It sounds spiritual. It sounds right. It is bogus. People who listen to that kind of advice tend to stay single for an extremely long period of time. The Bible never talks about marriage in that uh, context. It always says, he who finds a wife, a woman of noble character, who can find. Abraham sent uh, his servant, even the one who thought it was the one. He still went to go find the girl. Everybody went intentionally to go find and put energy in it. The idea of sitting around asking God to bring someone to you or speak is all nonsense. All right. Well, so he said that they should. You should know that it's the one God has for you before Nonsense. you ask her Nonsense. out. Nonsense. Nonsense. But then he said he hears others telling him that ask her out and see if that's who she wants to date and if it, if he, who he wants to date and if it cost, could possibly lead to more. Yeah. Number two. Yes. Number two. Number one, ignore. Number two, everybody ignore number one. It is bogus nonsense that has no scriptural foundation at all. No place in the Bible did God ever tell anybody to marry anyone. Well, what about when God, you know, the angel spoke to Joseph in a dream? All he said is don't be afraid to take Mary because she was pregnant. Even then he didn't tell her, tell him to marry her. Stop this God telling me nonsense for heaven's sakes. All right, we will come back uh, with more. After this break, assuming the Lord tells us to do it. Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. Steam milk, lots of froth, mix a mustache and a look to lick it off. Yeah. One thing's for certain, this much I know. It's always brewing and it's not your average job. Oh, let my latte run a thoma. I love this song. Get to the very last drop. And like I told you, with due respect to Folger, it's my favorite part of wigging up. <laughs> Musicians are crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I'm maybe <laughs> Michael O'Brien here. Great music. Has this whole Sometimes song about love, marriage, and relationships. A Our, whole CD. The CD. And uh, one whole song just about coffee. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Brasher has his new CD. has a whole song about eating bologna sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, Y'all there's that wrong with musicians. They're just crazy as they can be. The Mark Unger Show, listening to us talk about love, marriage, and relationship. Mark, along with Diane and Phil. Uh, the last email, guys, is, you know, my parents and people are saying, you should hear from God first to know it's the one before you even date him. And it's 
blatant stupidity. And here's the absurdity of it. The idea to say, God spoke, this is the one before you date them. Why would you date them? That's you how stupid have this to. is. If God says, that's the one, you just marry him. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, let's get married. Oh, really? What's your name? Bob. You know, let's get married. Could you imagine someone walking up to you <laughs> and saying, Oh, I God can because me. I'm so good looking. God told <laughs> me you're the one. Yeah. You need to marry me. Just like that. There's people, by the way, who do that. Oh, they're crazy. I know, I know. I'd run real fast. <laughs> and I say, How stupid these parents will say. You should know it's the one before you date them. If that's true, you silly parent, then why would you date them? You wouldn't need to. You wouldn't need to date them. No dating required. <sighs> Just people are crazy. All right, what do you got? Okay, next email is a woman writing. She says, my husband started hunting about three years after we got married. So it wasn't a premarital hobby. Okay. <laughs> when his hobby first started, he took a week's vacation to go hunting, and I felt like that was a lot of time to take away from our young family and responsibilities. It has he took how much time? A week. Okay. And went hunting. It has been about 12 years since then, and now we have four kids, and he still takes a week's vacation, and he has gone almost every weekend. I am not a hunter and have no desire to sit outside and freeze. When I ask him to stay home to help work on things around the house, he gets so irritable and so miserable to be around the kids and I. I'd rather just have him be gone and have to do all the work for ourselves. He couldn't help put up the Christmas tree or even go to church anymore. I know he works hard and is a good provider, but that is not enough. What do I do i wanted a partner and i feel like i'm a single it's because you allow it it's just that simple you know i i want to say it's your fault but i'll get really mad and send me nasty emails Mm -hmm. okay let's not use the word fault how about like that well it's not my fault well listen if you allow it that's why he does it okay we'll make it all his fault but it's still you allow it it's just that simple if i did that my wife would throttle me. Most really strong, healthy women hear a story like yours, their eyes roll back in their head. And they think, I would never let him get away with that. Every weekend, constantly, all the way, you can't set up the Christmas tree, you can't do anything because you're hunting all the time. You can allow that, Mrs. Briley? No, I would you not. You can allow that, my lovely girl over there? No, absolutely not. You, unlike most healthy women, don't allow it. You allow it. And then she says, well, I'd rather just not have him do it. Or have because him. he's grouchy and mad when he stays Okay, home. but what she said, but I'd rather just have him. Okay, then there's your answer. You don't want him around? Then I'll tell you what, my wife wouldn't care if I was grumpier. <laughs> You're not going. I tell you what. When I don't get my way, I, I tend to be grumpy. <laughs> I have never witnessed that. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I have hard, no idea what you're talking I know, about. It's hard to imagine. Never that the great man of God way. and as spiritual as I am would actually get. If I don't get to do what I want, there's all kinds of things I want to do that my wife don't want me to do. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. I would like to just do whatever I want to do every day. <laughs> this would be my goal in life. But you know what? I can't do that because I live with this woman. So unlike my wife, unlike this one and that one and the all the women who are listening to us now who have really good marriages, you, my dear, my dear, I say it's because you're not healthy. I don't know what, you, what your deal. You could have issues or you just don't know any difference. Your problem is you let him do this. You say, well, I'd rather not have him around than be grumpy. Well, then there's your answer. Yep. Let him go do it and quit whining about it. But that's not. She wants what here's what. Yeah, I know. Here's the thing with these women. <laughs> okay. They not only want their husbands to do a thing, they want them to want to do the thing. And to have a happy attitude about it. (laughs) You girls, you're like on drugs. He's not going to have a happy attitude about it. He's not going (laughs) to. He's just not. (laughs) 
So yeah. then if you'd no, rather listen, have No, this is very common. It is. Well, I, if he doesn't want to do it, then I don't want him to do it. You liar. You still want him to mm. do it. Yeah, don't tell me that. I don't want you to do it. It's exactly. You want him to do it. You want him to want to do yeah. it. I got news for you. You don't want. We don't want to do it. Yeah. If we wanted to do it, we'd be doing it. What do you care what he wants? We have responsibilities. I don't want to want to take out the garbage. I don't want to want to do half a dozen different things that I'm obligated to do. Okay? But I have to live with this woman, and she will not tolerate this. And I would do the same with her or some, some things that I didn't want her to be doing. It's called life, and you work this out. For you to abdicate and for years to let him do anything he wants and then write to me complaining about it and at the same time, well, if he's going to be grumpy, I don't want him to do it anyway. Well, then there's your, there's your answer. He probably is going to be grumpy. He, I mean, he's not yeah. going to be happy about not going hunting. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, not get, after all these years, too. <laughs> get over it, lady. Tell him <laughs> no. No. You can't go. Good. Let him be grumpy all day long. How's, Let him sit and pout. What's wrong with that? Oh, he's pouting. <laughs> what do you care? Why do they care? Eventually, at some point, he will pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's going to be like a drug addict going mm-hmm. off of crack mm-hmm. because he's had this crack going for years that you've let him do. There's so a good do you analogy. If your husband was smoking crack, would you let him do it every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd probably say, you probably shouldn't be smoking crack. Well, I want to. Well, okay, if you want to do it. You'll well, be grumpy if he doesn't smoke crack. Let me ask you, is some it not true? People. I'm sorry. Is it not true that some of you men... Sometimes act like pouty little toddlers and big fat stinking babies because you know that she will just say, fine, get out of here, go do whatever, because she's had it with you in your tantrum. Yes. There and we if go. she says, okay, I'm going. That's right. I'm going. And he's going, well, I didn't want you to go. Hey, too bad. You said go, I'm going. So, so y'all that's... men have kind of learned how to work the system of your wives. But I'm telling you, <laughs> if they really don't want to do it, she doesn't care. Yes. She then doesn't she care. lets you be pouty and you don't yeah. get your way. What's, what's his problem? I didn't get his way. <laughs> that's too bad. So perhaps this man has learned to work that system as well. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not trying to be mean to this lady. No, no, no. What woman? I've met these women. But in the greater scheme, it's like, they're, they're, they're a fairly small percentage, I hope. What is in their heads that they let their husbands do the same thing all the time and never be around the family? Some guys that's fishing. Mm-hmm. They're gone every single day fishing mm-hmm. and every weekend, and they take their own private vacations fishing with their buddies and never take their mm-hmm. wives on vacation. Mm-hmm. What woman tolerates that? This is one of them. Yeah. And there are a bunch of them. And then they cry and they moan and groan and come for me for counseling. What do you expect me to say? You're the one who let them yeah. do it. You gotta take a stand. Well, then and you be... have to put up with his pouting. For yeah, a while. he'll be mad. Of course, of course, he's gonna be mad. Would you do that with your kids? I want cookies. No, we're gonna have supper. But I want cookies. And they throw the temper tantrum. Okay, because I don't want to hear the temper tantrum. Here, Johnny, you can have the cookies. You know what you just taught him? Temper tantrums get him cookies. Yeah. And, you're and the... it wouldn't surprise me if these very same women do exactly that with their That's children. That's what I'm saying. People push them around you do it with all your kids. over you the place. You do it with your husband. You need they a learn. spine, you girls. Get a spine. Why do you care if your kids are mad at you? So what? You're not supposed to be their friend. Why do you care if your husband... You know, it's one thing if you never let him go. Mm-hmm. But when you start every putting... Every weekend? Every weekend. Can't be around to put up the Christmas tree, vacations, everything without you. I'm pretty sure everybody in your life will back you when you lay down the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets all grumpy. <laughs> and here's the thing. Apparently, when she does lay down the law, he responds. Just not See, happily. If, I'm just saying, if he was totally out of control, he'd just do it anyway. I don't this care what you say. true. She could, okay, he doesn't, now he's grumpy. 
They just have to write out the grumpy. Just write out the grumpy. Goodness. All right. I think we've beat her (laughs) silly long enough. Take a break. We'll be back with our next segment right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. Complicated. That's our live. We are back on the Mark Gunner Show talking about love, marriage, and relationship. Asking your emails. <laughs> are you, you choking? You my cord. Oh. <laughs> I can't hear. I just went down. He's just connected. Ah, there it goes. There, oh, okay. plug back in. Sound came back on. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> there you're gone. Right, what do you got? Okay. Uh, she's a 26-year-old girl writing. She says... Uh, My sister is 19, a Christian living at home with my parents and a sophomore in college. Today, she told me that she's thinking of going on a cruise with her boyfriend this summer. I told her she'd be walking into the devil's mouth because it would be way too hard to resist the temptation. She replied that she is not currently having sex with her boyfriend and that just like they have been able to control themselves now, they'll be able to control themselves on the cruise. Uh My mom told her that she's old enough to make decisions, that she can't tell my sister what to do, and that she just has to think about what others will say about her. My mom also said that if she's not going to have sex with her boyfriend, then she doesn't think that it's that big of a deal. I think my mom's being way too naive and lenient. I feel like she can do more than just warn my sister about not having sex since my sister is still living at home with my parents. I'm interested to know what you, Mark, and Phil think about the situation and what you think my mom should have done or said. She cut you out. She doesn't want to know what you think. No, I mean, think you, me, because she wrote it to me. Oh, you, you, Mark. I, I know I read it, you, Mark, but... I think it was you, Mark, and Phil. I think think she meant it just me and Phil. Because it says, hi, Diane, at the top. So I just misread that. Uh, Here's what I think. I think your mother is... She's a little crazy. All right? Your mom is that kind of thinking is what's wrong with parenting today. She's abdicated her responsibility of speaking life. Even if she wasn't her mom. Just as a strong Christian, mm-hmm. she should be speaking against this nonsense. For your mom to come along and say, well, I just heard you, and just running off and doing this thing. <laughs> I mean, how stupid do you think people are? Yes, we're going to go on a cruise, sharing a bed, but we're not going to have sex. How dumb. She's probably having sex with a guy already. I don't even believe that she's not having sex with a guy. She's not. That's what I think. So, there. You want to know what I think? I think you're doing the right thing. I think you should stand up, speaking against mm-hmm. something. Now, it's not your job to be her policeman. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you can certainly challenge her. Hey, what you're doing is wrong. Well, mom says it's okay. You know, well, you know, and you can't go around correcting your mom. Your mom, mm-hmm. good grief! What are you gonna do? Just don't be crazy like your mom. You grow up with some mm-hmm. sense. Don't be crazy like your mom and your sister. You have bookends. Mommy, crazy mom, and crazy <laughs> sister. You happen to be normal. Stay normal. It's like the Adams family. Was it the Adams family or was it the Munsters? The Munsters, I think. They had watch that show. It was a great show <laughs> where everybody in the family was like. <laughs> You know, like a monster and stuff like Except for one girl. She was normal. <laughs> and they all thought she was crazy. Yeah, I can never keep those two shows straight. <laughs> it was it was the Munsters. She was this real pretty girl. Yeah. And they always thought, oh, they all felt so bad for yeah. her. Yeah. Because the rest of them were like, he was Frankenstein. Yeah. Everybody was like all these weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The living dead kind of thing. But the girl's like this pretty blonde, you know, yeah. normal girl. I think they all felt bad for her. You know, oh, it's just, she's hideous. <laughs> or no, was it the Adam? Yeah, Eddie Munster, because then he had the normal sister. Yes, yes it, was it, was. it was the Munsters. You are correct. So you, you happen to be the normal girl. Stay normal. Uh, uh, as, as much as uh, they want to know your opinion, you tell them your opinion. But it's not your job to insult your mother. you got to be respectful, even though she's wrong. 
Uh, and it's not your job to fix your sister. You spoke into it, and chances are she's not going to listen. You, what do you think? They're not going to listen to you. Oh, crazy. Anyway. I mean, my daughter's 20 away at college and not around very much. Oh, she man, tells me she's going on a cruise with her boyfriend. Be held a babe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. The fact that you people think in these terms is stunning to me. All right. Okay, next email says, when my husband and I were dating, I asked if he looked at porn. Mm -hmm. He said he did and said he was sorry and promised he wouldn't do it again. Uh Once in a while, I would ask him if he had kept his promise, and he said he did. We dated for about half a year before we got married. Uh, Half a year into our marriage, I found out that my husband was... Still looking at porn Mm. and masturbating. He broke my trust, and I was very hurt and wanted to leave. He said he was very sorry and once again promised to stop. Then he talked with our pastor and confessed his sins. It's been about a year now. It seems like he is keeping the promise, but I have trouble truly forgiving, forgetting, and trusting him again. How do I do that? How can I get over it? We are in our early 20s, and we're both virgins when we got married. We're still very much in love, but this is causing a problem. Uh, Well, you have to forgive him. What do you mean? How do you forgive him? You just do it. Don't listen to your feelings. It doesn't matter. You know, so you let him off. So you keep tabs. Put a there's programs you can put on the computers that mm-hmm. will report uh, uh, bad behavior. Any church should know where those programs are at, um, and uh, and keep watching him. And chances are, he will stumble again. Just get ready. I would totally do that. If the, if I was in her situation, I would put the iWatch thing or whatever they have yeah. on, and I would get the report sent to me of what he visited, and Absolutely. I would do that. And I would never—I know it sounds terrible, but I wouldn't leave, leave him off by himself. Where you at? No. Oh, I'm downstairs in the basement working on my computer. Like, yeah. heck you are. No. You've broken the trust. You've got you can work on your computer. Come up here and work up here on the, at the table. Well, it's easy for me to concentrate down here. And no. I don't care. You're up in the here, in the kitchen, and in front of me. And not the phones that you can no phones, access it all that on. Stuff. I mean, I'm sorry. I just wouldn't. But he will likely stumble again. You just got to get yourself ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want that. Well, that's why you shouldn't have married a man who said that he was looking at porn. Well, he said he was sorry. I'm sure he was sorry. Mm-hmm. What he was really sorry is you were asking him about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, he was really sorry about that. Mm-hmm. That so that's what you get. You know, you girls. I, I want a man who's not going to have an issue with porn. Then you marry guys who don't have issues mm-hmm. with porn. That's how you do that. You know, and you date him for six months. The other thing: how long has it been since you last looked at porn? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been three weeks. Ah, you go one year. One year he hasn't looked at porn. Yeah. Okay, then I'd start dating him. The fact that you've been dating him, you set this up. You invited this into your life when you invited a man. Well, I asked him not to do You only dated him six months and you were married to him. All right, how long had it been since he last looked at porn? It's a big problem. That's what you signed up for. Now, you have to live with this. You have to police this in his life. Well, I don't want to be the policeman. Well, there's all kinds of stuff I don't want to do in life, but I still have to do it. One of them is I have to go to work. Really? I'd rather vacation professionally. I would be a great professional vacationer. That's yes, like. you would. Do absolutely nothing in my life. Yes, you would. Yes. Actually, I do that pretty close to it now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's what it is. Watch him. Keep tabs on him. Well, you don't trust me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, you have to trust me. It doesn't say you. Why, where do, when the Bible says you have to trust someone, is there someplace? Am I missing something? No. You have to forgive somebody. But you don't have to There's trust There's no them. obligation that you just let someone go run off and do no. whatever they want without, <laughs> without accountability. You say, I do trust you, but I'm trusting, but I'm verifying. Trust, but verifying. You know what? My wife has a great answer for that. Mm-hmm. Whenever our kids say, you don't trust me. I trust you. I just don't trust the devil. Yeah. So there you do. go. 
I trust you. Yeah, I trust you. No, you don't. No, I trust you. I just don't trust the devil. Mm -hmm. So no more off by yourself with the computer. Just very simple. But get steal yourself. Hang on. It's like if you're going you going on a roller coaster. You've been in the roller coasters and they're climbing forever, and you start to see this drop. Do you relax? No, you go. Ah. You hang on. Go, ah. <laughs> steal yourself. He's going to do it again. Why? That's what you married, a man who struggles with this. As soon as you find out about it, boom, the hammer comes down, you deal with it. At some point, even a dog can be trained. When he starts to realize there's always negative consequences in his life, every time he does this, he will eventually stop. But don't get, oh, I, I gave him one chance. Well, I gave him three chances. No, you married this. Hang on. Hang on. He's going to struggle with this, but you make sure that you're always checking on the accountability. You need to. You're, I, I don't care if he beats you with a stick. You still have to forgive him. All right? Doesn't mean you have to keep letting him hit with the stick, though. Right. Well, I have to trust. No, <laughs> who says that? Am nope. I missing something? Nope. Is anybody aware of any place in the Bible that you have to blindly trust, trust someone? I, I'm not aware not aware of that at all. No. Uh, uh, yeah, so I would uh, definitely, it's called accountability. Don't give, don't, don't let him give you the you don't trust me thing. <laughs> People like my wife just say you don't trust the devil, but I would definitely keep tabs on him. Steal yourself, hang on, and for you other girls who are dating and you don't want to deal with what this girl's dating with, you don't de date men mm -hmm. who let you know right up front, yeah, I look at porn. It is what it is. All right, take a break. We'll be back with more or the final segment right after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. We're back on the Mark Gunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got? Did you want to talk about the trust thing some more, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh... You know, this whole thing that I feel like I have to trust somebody. Mm -hmm. You don't have to trust anybody. Why do you have to trust anybody? Mm -hmm. You have to trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's always accountability. Let me ask you a question. Does, does your boss trust you to get your work done? By and large, they don't. <laughs> That's why most people are not allowed to just go work at home. And even then, they still follow up to make sure you're doing mm -hmm. stuff. That's why they're supervisors. That's why they're supervisors. You know why there's a supervisor? Because we don't. Trust people to do the right mm -hmm. thing. We don't trust people to work. Supervisors are actually there mm -hmm. because of a trust factor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they have to supervise. And here's the kicker. I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. I don't allow myself to put in situations where I know I shouldn't be in. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I know me. So I don't put myself in bad situations because I tend to act badly. So I have to pull myself out of those situations. Why? I don't trust myself. You're not obligated to trust your husband that he'll never do anything wrong or trust your wife. Mm -mm. Man, my wife's always got her radar going mm -hmm. trying looking for stuff. Alright? So, and a lot of guys, same thing. You know, they're going to, I don't like that guy though he's looking at my wife. Well, you should trust. You know who wind up trusting? Are people who find out that their spouse yeah. has been having an affair for two years, having sex with other people. Well, I, I trust well, I trusted, and they, they point us, you know, oh, I trusted. Yes, as if that was something valiant and, and noble. Mm -hmm. No, that was idiotic. That's stupid. Your, your wife is disappearing. 
for well, days at a time. I love the ones. Well, I trusted them. I, they yeah. said they were at her granny. Did you ever yeah. check at granny's? No, no, I trust. Really? No. I love the ones. I, my husband can go to lunch with the gals he works with because I trust him. Oh, yeah. That's oh, you're dumb. <laughs> I mean, not to be mean, but that's dumb. No, it is dumb. These are the people who, oh, he's having an affair. You know what I trust? I'm I shocked. trust that if I allow him to do that, he's going to do something That's naughty. That's what I trust. That's what I trust. I trust that if my wife spends a lot of time with the same guy at lunch, I trust he's going to make a move on yes. my wife. That's yep. what I trust. And I trust she's going to get emotionally attached to that man. Yes. Absolutely, yes. I trust that. Yep. Therefore, the answer is no. <laughs> my wife has the same with me. You know, look, my wife's very unforgiving. I'm not allowed to date other women. I don't understand that. Hard-hearted. How hard-hearted is she? She's just a creep that way. <laughs> what a nasty lady. No. I, you know, I, I, I should be able to date other women, mm. right? That doesn't mean I'm going to have sex with them, doesn't mean, right? She trusts you. She, she should trust me to date other women. Uh, Honestly. I don't think so. Selfish. 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 Her feelings. All about her. She is jealous, as the Bible says, God is jealous, which not the crazy psycho jealousy, but the the, uh, correct definition for jealousy, if you look it up, is to be intolerant of unfaithfulness. Yes. You should be intolerant. That is a godly characteristic. If you say, I got to check my husband now because he's looking at porn. Yeah, that's what happens when you marry a guy who looks at porn. And you should have a jealous attitude, which means to be intolerant of unfaithfulness. So you keep tabs on the boy. You keep tabs on what your husband does. You're supposed to be accountable to each other. Even your children, people who never who trust their children, and they live like hell. These people are crazy. All right. See ya. Bye, bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle.